football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. Presented by Superbook. As always, I'm your host, Zach Bye, and as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy schedule with me here on the podcast, reacting to a loss in Memphis times two. Obviously, uh, not ideal uh, because our most recent podcast was uh, reacting uh, to a couple games, but most recently uh, in Memphis. Look, um, a lot of thoughts to this one. Uh, there was some good stuff, some bad stuff. But ultimately, a game that you just would like to think that the Nuggets won. Like, and, and Memphis is a good basketball team, okay? Flat out. They're good. They're not great, I don't think. But they're good. They're probably a couple years away from being um, who they ultimately will be. I uh, like a lot of their pieces. Um, but I just did not have the Nuggets losing consecutive games in Memphis. All right? Just, just for the factor that they, you just lost there. I mean, and your and your pride is involved, and you don't want to drop both of those uh, against the, the 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 Grizzlies. But that's exactly what happened. One hundred eight, one hundred six was the final score. Uh, it wasn't all bad. All right, it wasn't all bad. I thought Will Barton maybe played the best game of his season. Uh, he looked, and, and and not maybe, it, it was the best game of his season. Uh, another uh, contender would be the loss in Utah uh, where uh, Jokic went down that game, right? Uh, that 122-110 loss where he goes for more than 20. It was 26 points from Barton on Wednesday night, man. And I just could not have been more impressed uh, with Will the Thrill. Coming off a game where in 29 minutes he scored four points, all right? Just four, one of eight from the field, zero of two from three. It was a bad basketball game for Barton uh, and and a lot of other Nuggets on, on Monday. Um, I've heard, uh, I saw it on social media, like um, you know they went out for Halloween. You know, maybe I, I, you know a lot of guys just didn't look like themselves. Will Barton was the very best version of himself on Wednesday night. Uh, tremendous effort and really a part of. The shame in the loss is you have this overarching theme that you're missing Jamal Murray, right? And you're you're, you're trying to not just tread water, but you know you're trying to win games, right? You got the MVP of the league, still really good starting lineup. Uh, bench has a lot to be desired, but it's 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 supporting Jokic. Like who is going to step up and fill the void supporting Jokic? And I thought in some ways it was a wasted game uh, in which Will Barton was just phenomenal. I mean, the guy looked like he was, you know, 22 years old flying around. I mean, seriously. And we talked about this a little bit a few episodes back. Like, a year ago, Will Barton just was not right physically. All right? And you saw 
in his um, uh, attacking the basket opportunities, he was not just going up to finish. He was trying to just be too creative and cute and didn't have that same hang uh, in the air that he uh, has had for years. I saw a guy that looked like he slept 14 hours and was just ready to uh, just get after it. And you saw it from the very opening quarter. I mean, he was just tremendous for all four, but uh, you, you saw that baseline, um, you know, underneath the hoop kind of pseudo reverse dunk that Kobe used to do so well. Uh, Kobe would almost add like almost like a windmill type flair to it. Um, but you saw Kobe do that over the years um, uh, on T-Mac. Uh, he did it in the garden uh, with Sprewell guarding him, uh, where you just take dude baseline and throw it down on the opposite side of the rim. And it was so nice to see Barton be able to finish a play like that. Jaron Jackson's on him, just blow by, blow by city, rip through blow by. And uh, that was great. He had a very similar move in the second half where it was a, a, a shot fake from the deep in the right corner, you know, two dribbles baseline, and fin- he kind of cups it with ultimate control with that right hand and finishes on the opposite uh, side of the hoop the way that he um, did in that first half with the dunk. So I thought, man, I thought Will was great. Um, he was everywhere. Uh, he also had seven assists, not to be uh, overlooked as well. Two steals. It was just great. I mean, it was just, it was just, he was just great. Uh, averaging over 15 points a game right now. Uh, eight games in, we'll see if he can hold uh, that number. Uh, but the early returns on Will Barton just in general this season, now you're not going to play great every night, right? You're just not, unless you're a star, unless you're Jokic. Um, you know, there's going to be some stinkers in there. We talked about the one on Monday, and uh, he struggled in the game against Minnesota, too, on the road, uh, if my memory serves. But outside of that, I think for the most part, Will Barton, uh, the early returns on his uh, season after signing uh, the deal this offseason, early returns are good on Barton. So, and that's why I just said it's unfortunate. Like, you, you have a night where Jokic goes for 34, 11, and 5, and you get a 26 point uh, helper from one of your starters. It's just a shame that uh, the Nuggets weren't able to, um, to, uh, to, to, to secure that W and go to, and go to, uh, it would have been, what, uh, uh, 5 and 4? Instead, they're 4 and 4. So, is what it is. Uh, I thought that, um, or excuse me, it would have been five and three. Uh, I thought that Monte Morris uh, really struggled uh, at points. Now he had a few assists, grabbed some rebounds, but shooting the basketball, uh, there was a couple of them that like Monte's not even close. So, got to keep an eye on that. I think I think he's been playing better here, um, given his start to the season, which was. Not very good, um, but three of twelve from the field. A couple of them, like I said, just 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 way off. Now he did uh, hit a a big time shot late in that game. I'm trying to find it here in my notes. Uh, yeah, with with three thirty left in the game to to tie it at at one hundred two one hundred two, and I made a note of it because he was really struggling from the floor, looking lost, and the and the fact that he's got uh, the poise. To you know, it's like the uh, quarterback who throws three interceptions, and you're still in the game in the fourth. Can you forget about that stuff and and try to create a scoring drive um, for Monte, who was uh, at that point, and I think that was his last shot that he made, or last shot that he took. Um, he's he's two of eleven at that point, and I thought for him to take that shot with under four minutes left, three thirty left, tie the basketball game at one hundred two. Um, hopefully, can be a 
a little uh, kickstart to uh, some some better performances here in this uh, five-game homestand that the Nuggets have uh, on their schedule, starting with the Rockets. And we'll talk about that uh, near the end of the podcast. But uh, need to see Monte play better. Um, and, and here's the bottom line. You know, you know, we circle back all the way to, you know, one of the major themes and discovery periods for this organization, um, Michael Porter Jr. Guys, just just not good enough. Just just not good enough. 0 for 3 from 3. I believe he is a 1 for his last 17 threes. Uh, gosh, I mean, 0 for 3, uh, 0 for 6 in two combined games against Memphis. He was 0 for 6 in a single night against Minnesota. He was 1 for 6 against Dallas. Uh, 3 for 11 against Utah. Talking about from 3. 3 for 11. uh, 3 for 9 against Cleveland. 1 for 5 against San Antonio. I mean, holy crap. Outside of the the opener against Phoenix, where as a team the Nuggets just shot well and and MPJ went 2 for 3, it's been a disaster. I mean, think about what I just rattled off. 1 for 5, 3 for 9, 3 for 11, 1 for 6, 0 for 6, 0 for 3, 0 for 3. I mean, that's about as bad as it gets. And hopefully this is the worst stretch from three that we'll see in Michael Porter Jr.'s career. Because this guy, up until this point, was one of the best three-point shooters the league has to offer. And, and I don't know what's going on if he is just totally in his own head or it's just a natural cold streak that happens to basketball players, but it's just happening at the beginning of a season. I, I, I don't know, um, but I know that it's not good enough. I know that a guy that averaged 19 points a year ago and is the favorite to win most improved player is averaging under 11 points through eight games. I mean, it just, it, 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 it's been so woefully short from the expectation that we had uh, coming in for, for Michael Porter Jr. Now, I will say, um, got on him uh, two or three uh, episodes back about not hitting the glass. He did hit the glass. And, and, and the 11 rebounds are, are great to see. All right, I mean that. That's that. That's important. It is. Um, still not taking free throws. He had one and one that was really happenstance. If you remember the play, just uh, uh, guy just you know whacking at his body on a. Uh, I think it was a uh, was it a putback or a dump off? I forget. Yeah, I think it was a dump off after a steal or something like that. Um, it was a kind kind of a chaotic possession, uh, and he got hit and goes to the line just one time. But n- need to see more. But really, like. So the rebounds are great, okay? But that that is um the number one attribute is missing. And when your number one attribute is missing, it makes the other stuff just not not fall on deaf ears. It's just it's so much less noteworthy where the number one thing you're supposed to do, you're not getting done. You're supposed to be a scorer. You're supposed to be a guy who can effortlessly get to 30. You're supposed to be a guy who can hit four threes in a quarter. Michael Porter Jr. doesn't look like he'd hit the water if he fell off a boat right now. So I love the fact that we got 11 rebounds, but I need your number one function to be executed. It's like, hey, you know, the, you know, the pilot is, you know, hilarious over the intercom and, you know, He's, he, they, they they hand out great snacks and it's like, but just I just actually just need you to fly the plane. Like the, the number one thing I need you to do is 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 fly this plane. Um, the number one thing that Michael Porter Jr. is supposed to have in his bag is his shot is pure and he's a great scorer and we're just not seeing it right now. So um, 
Not selling Michael Porter Jr. stock. We're eight games in. He's bound to break out of the slump. But it's kind of like, <laughs> how, how many weeks can you say that? Like, well, of course he's going to shoot the ball better. It's just right around the corner. Well, we're, we're eight games in. It, it feels like you're 14 games in, given the struggles. Uh, time moves like that when, when you're waiting for something to happen and it's not. It's like that old adage, the, the watch pot never boils. I'm just watching, waiting to see a simmer. We, let, let, let's start there. Um, and hopefully that happens uh, here in this five-game homestand, starting with Houston. I think it will, actually. And I'm going to make a prediction here uh, later in the show when it comes to MPJ and the Houston game that hopefully comes true and can kickstart um, his season, really. Uh, another positive that I wanted to point out, Bones Highland. You know, I think it's real. I think it's real. I don't think Michael Malone has a choice. We touched on this in the last episode. Like, you have got to play this guy. You've got to. And he had a season-high total in minutes, 21 minutes on Wednesday night against Memphis in that 108-106 loss. He had nine points. Took eight shots, made four of them. Uh, Was just one for four uh, from three. But uh, the one three that he did make, man, it was a big shot. You got to remember back to when it was in the fourth quarter. Uh, and I think he made the score um, 89-91. Nuggets were down uh, 91-86. to And it was a big shot in the moment. And, you know, I was listening to the Memphis broadcast uh, on Wednesday night. And, you know, the and, and forgive me because I forget who was on the call. But they said there is, there is an it factor with Bones Highland. And I think that they in Memphis, through two games, are realizing what a lot of Nuggets fans have seen. He just has this spark about him. He's got like this radiant vibe when he's out there. And I think that uh, Mike Malone doesn't have a choice. Traditionally does not play uh, rookies a ton of minutes. And there's a million examples uh, of that. But, but given the circumstance and how bad the second unit has been uh, for the Nuggets... Bones Highland's got to play. He's got to play every night. Um, you know, he scored more points uh, in his 21 minutes than the rest of the second unit combined. Jeff Green, J. Michael Green, uh, P.J. Dozier, who has... Uh, P.J. Dozier, um, <sighs> through eight games, how many good games does P.J. Dozier have? Need more. Just flat out need more. He played well against Phoenix, I remember. Um, but mo- most of the Nuggets did in that upset uh, season-opening victory. Since then, um, I think he played well, I think, against Dallas, um, although the stats weren't crazy. But really, like here, for, for, forget the game log and game by game. He just needs to play better. The Nuggets are a different team when he is the better version of himself. doesn't even have to be the best version of himself. But the version that plays 19 minutes and is 0 for 4 from the field for zero points, uh, no rebounds, and a, and a minus 11, uh, we, can't, we can't have that version. That, that, that needs to change. So a lot of guys need to step up, man. This is step-up season around here. Uh, Compazzo, uh, very, uh, you know, you got the one or two hustle plays. I did, I did love the play that um, led to a Bones Highland dunk. Bones got hooked up twice uh, on the breakaway. One after the big block off the glass. That was a wide-open uh, dunk in the first half, I believe it was. And then the second half, Faku, just a heads-up play on a 50-50 ball, uh, poking that thing out ahead uh, for an easy dunk for him. So Bones, of the nine points and the four for eight from the field, two of those were, uh, two of those were gimmies. But you take those, right? You, you, you get rewarded by the basketball gods 
uh, when you're doing the right thing. So a Bones, uh, not a completed project, but for him to go out there, nine points, uh, four rebounds, three assists, right, uh, to just one turnover, I like it. I like it. I like what I'm seeing from Bones Highland, and I'm intrigued. I'm very curious to see more. Um, what else here? I thought that, uh, oh, oh, I have got to get to this, and I haven't, I didn't see it discussed on social media. Um, I can't ingest everything, so I'm not, like, listening to everyone's podcast, so forgive me who said what. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, but there was two exchanges. And I think they were both in the fourth quarter. One of, one of them might have been late third, but I think they were both in the fourth. And they, I think they're baby microcosms that we need to keep an eye on with Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic. All right? The first red flag to me, like you, 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 have, you have MPJ who's just struggling mightily, right, to start this season. And you got Jokic who is Jokic, right? Jokic has Steven Adams on his back. And I think this is early portion of the fourth. I didn't mark down the time. But... Uh, Jokic has Steven Adams on his back. He's asking for the ball. And it's one of these entries where you're not quite sure. And I've been there. I've been there. Like, his post position isn't necessarily great. He's pushed outside of the block. So he's got some work to do from a positional standpoint. Steven Adams is a load, right? But Jokic is asking for the ball. And now as he's asking, he's looking at Michael and he's shaking his head like almost like it's like vibrating. Like, yes, like, yes, yes, right, right here. I, I, I know what it looks like. Give me the effing ball. MPJ doesn't give it to him and takes a contested three, which, of course, he missed. A few possessions later, Michael Porter Jr. once again on the right side of the floor. Jokic cuts the hardest he did all game. And forgive me, I forget who who was on his back, but he was wide open, wide open, like college football open, where you don't got to throw the guy open like you do in the NFL. He's already open. Give him the ball. Jokic cuts hard. Michael Porter Jr. does not give him the basketball, takes a contested pull-up jump shot. Jokic was visibly upset. He was irritated. Bad IQ play. I'm doing the hard cutting. You reward that guy. Oh, and by the way, I'm the MVP of the league, and you're really, really, really struggling. And he didn't give him the ball. And I saw how pissed Jokic was. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Keep an eye on it. There is a human element here. These are humans playing basketball. All right? Not robots playing basketball. The struggles are obvious. The frustration is apparent. Keep an eye on it because it doesn't seem to be peaches and cream between those two. Stuff like that matters, especially in a tight game that you lose by freaking two. Keep an eye on it. All right. Uh, Hopefully there's some more positive stuff happening here over the next week and some of that stuff goes away. But it is something that I have my antennas up to or for and uh, am, am sensitive to right now after seeing two exchanges like that within a 10 minutes of real time. Uh, out there against Memphis on on Wednesday night. Uh, Aaron Gordon, I want to give him a quick shout-out. I thought defensively, you look at the box score, it's like, okay, yeah, he, blocked, he blocked two shots, uh, he scored nine points, he was four for five. Um, I thought defensively, 
Aaron Gordon, for me, passed the eye test. Once again, we just talked about him in the most recent episode against Luka. When he was matched up against Ja Morant, I thought he was tremendous. And I love seeing that stuff because it's an early tell of what you could see in the postseason. And who knows? Who who knows how things are going to fall? We're only eight games in, but I thought Aaron Gordon deserved a shout-out on a rather quiet, offensive night. And they need more, okay? They need more from Aaron Gordon. And and if you got more from Aaron Gordon offensively, um, you know you win that game. There's a lot of stuff if you did this and just and if you change just one thing in a margin that's by two points, you win. But um, you know I thought that uh, like if he you think back to the Utah game and how aggressive he was, a score in twenty and nine of thirteen in that loss. If he was like that version, the, the Nuggets win probably easily. Uh, if Michael Porter Jr. can make a three. The Nuggets win. Uh, if uh, the Memphis Grizzlies don't shoot, you know, nearly 50% from three, like Jaron Jackson, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That dude, um, I like Jaron Jackson Jr., JJJ. I, I like him. Uh, man, last night he, he, looked, he looked like a, an all-star. Uh, going five for nine from three. And he's got this shot that looks a little bit unorthodox. It kind of comes from his chest almost. He, he, he kind of It's almost like a push shot. Uh, but then if you pause it at the end of the release, it, it's, it's good. It's fundamentally sound, but it just, it's got like a bit of a wind-up that's different. Um, you're just not counting on that guy making five threes. Now, he's a capable shooter. He is. He's, he's had games where he, he's made uh, three points uh, or, or made three threes in a game. He just made three threes on Monday night against the Nuggets. Um, he made three threes against the Warriors. He made three threes against the Clippers and three threes against Cleveland. But when you get into the four and five range, it's like, oh, this is a, uh, this is a career night uh, from three. And so if, if that doesn't happen, you know, um, it just, but that's what it comes down to, right? It did happen. <laughs> it did. It did. So uh, that's why the Nuggets lost. So uh, those are my thoughts from the Wednesday night game in Memphis. Nuggets have some work to do here over the next week. They're a 500 basketball team right now, but they have an incredible opportunity to uh, to get some wins here at home. Uh, I haven't really looked that far out at the schedule, but I believe um, one, two, three, four. Five. Okay, they do have another five-game homestand later in the season uh, in the month of, uh, where is that? Um, I just lost it. Uh, in the month of, oh, I'm an idiot. I just lost it. Uh, well, forget it. You got, you got, you got, you got five games here. It starts on Saturday. It's kind of a weird game, middle of the afternoon, 3 o'clock locally against the Houston Rockets. You've got to win that game. I think that they will. I think that they'll smash Houston, and I think you'll see um, Houston's a bad basketball team, right? One and six at the time of recording, which is uh, Thursday afternoon, nearly 3 o'clock. I think they'll smash Houston, and I think you'll see Michael Porter Jr. break out. Okay? Baby steps. Because right now, it doesn't matter who it's coming against. I got MPJ going for 27 points or more. All right? I think you'll see him hit three or four threes, maybe more. 
uh, but I think it's a get-right game. I think it's a slump buster, if you will, for Michael Porter Jr. The Nuggets win big. Then you got Miami, who's just terrific. Uh, Indiana, Atlanta, and Portland. So those are all winnable games, obviously. Uh, four and one would be nice. Three and two uh, is probably the threshold for success for me uh, here on this coming homestand. Uh, and then uh, after that, they'll travel to Dallas. That's way down the road. We'll talk about that uh, when we get there. All right, guys, uh, thank you for spending a couple minutes with me here on the Mile High Hoops podcast presented by Superbook. I always appreciate you being here. And I'm going to ask you something different here uh, as we close. I, I don't think I've ever asked. Um, Guys, uh, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, our station here in Denver is really kicking uh, the podcast into high gear with promotion. It's got a sponsor on it. Um, but the best endorsement is still by word of mouth. Uh, so if you get a kick out of the podcast, it would mean a lot to me personally if you told a friend about it, if you retweeted it, if you subscribed to it. Uh, that would be that would be awesome uh, and make my day. All right, that's where we'll leave it, guys. Uh, those are my thoughts here. And on Monday, uh, I will be back, uh, hopefully responding to a blowout win against the Rockets and looking ahead to a game against the Miami Heat. All right? Uh, guys, stay safe. Be good to each other. And we'll talk next time right here on the Mile High Hoops Podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.